0: Hi, this is Bob Williamson. Open doors. I've been extremely blessed and privileged to live in some of the most beautiful settings on earth. I'm an early riser and I rarely miss blazing sunrises and glorious sunsets, not to mention moonrises. I always think of God at these times, and I regret that I cannot sit with Him and observe how He interacts with all of creation. My wife laughed the other day when I told her I was going to paint a creation scene of the universe exploding and stars bursting forth. I then started gesturing as I tried to imitate God surrounded by Thunder and lightning crashing all around us as he formed creation. I guess I didn't pull it off too well as she got quite the chuckle out of it. It's one thing to observe the beauty that God has created, and yet it seems something is missing. Here is C.S. Lewis and his beautiful interpretation of what I'm clumsily trying to say. When I attempted to describe our spiritual longings, I was omitting one of their most curious characteristics. We usually notice it just the moment a vision dies away, as the music ends, or as the landscape loses the celestial light. For a few minutes, we have had the illusion of belonging to that world. Now we wake to find that it is no such thing. We have been mere spectators. Beauty has smiled, but not to welcome us. Her face was turned in our direction, but not to see us. We have not been accepted, welcomed, or taken into the dance. We may go when we please. We may stay if we can. Nobody marks us. A scientist might reply that since most of the things we call beautiful are inanimate, it's not very surprising that they take no notice of us. That, of course, is true. It is not the physical objects that I am speaking of, but that indescribable indescribable something of which they become, for a moment, the messengers. And part of the bitterness which mixes with the sweetness of that message is due to the fact that it it so seldom seems to be a message intended for us, but rather something we have overheard. By bitterness, I mean pain, not resentment. We should hardly dare to ask that any notice be taken of ourselves, but we pine. The sense that in this universe we are treated treated as strangers, the longing to be acknowledged, to meet with some response, to bridge some chasm that yawns between us and reality, is part of our inconsolable secret. And surely, from this point of view, the promise of glory, in the sense described, becomes highly highly relevant to our deep desire. For glory means good report with God, acceptance by God, response, acknowledgement, and welcome into the heart of things. The door on which we have been knocking all our lives will open at last. From the weight of glory compiled in a year with C.S. Lewis. Lord, the heavens declare your glory. In your hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks that belong to you. The sea is yours for you made it. And your hands form the dry land. Lord, allow us to draw closer and fully understand your magnificence. Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. This is Bob Williamson. Thanks for listening.